On today's episode of Locked On A's, it is a special quadcast with the host of Locked On Rangers, Locked On Reds, Locked On Pirates, and myself. We formed an alliance because our teams do not like us very much, so we're going to tell you what we're thankful for and give a little bit of a an idea of what to expect from each of our teams this offseason. So that's what we've got coming up for you guys today on Locked On A's, hosted by Brace Petterick. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. I am joined by several special guests, the illustrious hosts of our Locked On Network. We have joining us from the West Coast, Jason Burke of Locked On A's. From the Central slash North-ish, um, we have Jeff Carr of Locked On Reds. And from the East, Southeast-ish portion of this podcast we have ethan smith host of locked on pirates we have a lot of fun stuff to talk to you guys about and uh you know we're just gonna we're gonna start with uh jason burke this is a a thankful podcast we're talking about things we're thankful for and the week of thanksgiving there's been already a few signings and um you know i I actually want to get your thoughts on something that happened last friday that has some rangers ties and tangentially some oakland a's ties marcus simeon was tied to the texas rangers Mm -hmm. And uh, that was something that surprised me because he's 31 years old. The Rangers have said their competitive window is, uh, I don't know, in not next year, but the year after that. And this is open to any of you guys who have some thoughts about Marcus Simeon as well. But I'm curious, do you think that uh, the Rangers, that he would like think about going to the Rangers? And if that makes sense, they're also like still targeting the other shortstops in Corey Seager and Trevor Story. I think that he's a good fit because he's a great clubhouse guy. He obviously can stroke it with the bat pretty, pretty well, as we've seen in both 2019, 2020, throw it out the window because shortened season, what what are you doing with those numbers? And then 2021 with the Blue Jays, he was absolutely fantastic MVP finalist. So uh, he had a really, really good season there. Um, he's good in the clubhouse. I think that he would be a, a nice guy to have as you're trying to groom your next group of guys. Would he be a centerpiece for that group of guys? Probably not. I don't know that his his window matches up with the Rangers window. So that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But hey, if they're going to do it, you know, why not? Um, There are there's a worse franchise out there that he could sign with. And it's (laughs) in Texas, but it's not (laughs) the Rangers. So, uh, yeah, I'd be fine with that, I guess. Yeah, it's been a it's been a weird offseason so far. And uh, Jeff Carr of Locked On Reds, our uh, channel manager, the uh, the most wonderful boss we've ever had. Um, other previous bosses don't listen to that, um, especially David Locke. Don't listen to that part. Um, but I'm curious, what has the offseason been like for the Reds? I've seen um, random bits and scatterings that um, they're they're going full cheapskate. And uh, how are you feeling about that? It's very weird because to say that they're going to go full on in the tank is it's raising the antenna of Nick crawl. He constantly says that that's not happening, that they're not rebuilding, but he's also saying things like realigning payroll and budgetary stuff. And whenever someone asks him what the payroll looks like, he gives the old answer of, Oh yeah, not at Liberty to talk about that right now. So it's like, 
all right, well, you made that the centerpiece of the conversation and then you took it away. So, yeah, there's going to be a whole lot of annoying stuff this offseason. There's already been a ton of rumors about teams being interested in Luis Castillo via trade, teams being interested in Sonny Gray via trade. Jason, shout out to that, too. Um, so when we look at all this stuff, Reds fans are a little bit concerned because we thought that the competitive window was opening. And then last year they decided to trade away key members of the bullpen to save some cash. Then now they're looking to do some things to save some cash. Now they trade away Tucker Barnhart for basically nothing. They literally waved Wade Miley for nothing. And he is now a Chicago cub. So there's lots of things that are going on that have Reds fans shaking their head and wondering what on earth 2022 is going to hold. It's probably not going to be playoffs, but I don't know that it's going to be like a 90 loss season either. It's going to be one of those weird mired in mediocrity things. Uh, That is definitely concerning. And I think all the teams here have had some concerns about, you know, their team not being willing to spend money. Um, We were talking before we hit record that uh, apparently my team is the most likely to actually spend some money this offseason. But literally at the trade deadline, they were like, uh, yeah, this Joey Gallo guy, uh, we're going to offer him this absolute <laughs> joke of a contract extension. Um, so much so to the point where Scott Boris's agent and him were like, uh, yeah, we're done. This is an insult of an offer. You're clearly not serious. Just trade us. And uh, Ethan, I, I know it, it's going to be um, some tough sledding for your team to pull out of the rebuild, just like mine. Um, what have you seen from your team this offseason? They just signed Quintana. Um, how are you feeling about that and what, what their plans are for this offseason? I mean, well, last year they picked up Tyler Anderson. Uh, so another left-handed pitcher, older pitcher, veteran pitcher, turned out to be pretty well. He got traded to Philadelphia, then didn't get traded to Philadelphia, got traded to Seattle. That thankfully worked. I think Quintana will be the same way. Um, of course, the 40-man roster decisions that happened over this past week have kind of been the biggest deal for the Pittsburgh Pirates, not protecting some guys, protecting some other guys. Uh, just to get an idea... Uh, the Pirates currently have nine middle infielders and eight outfielders on their 40-man roster. I said this on my podcast on Tuesday. This will not be that way. This will not This will not be that way by the time we get to March, um, if we even get to March, um, by the way, uh, with this impending lockout, which we, um, if you want oh, think, to show my, what's I thought you meant the earth was going to end before March, which I'm like, <laughs> that, that's a pretty, that's a, look, I know baseball has put you in a bad yeah. place, but like me too, but like, come on, man. I mean, I mean, that's why yeah. we're all here. Um, <laughs> but I was also going to go ahead and show my age real quick to show you that, um, there has not been a lockout and a work stoppage in baseball since I've been alive. Um, the last Youth. one was in 94, 95, I believe. Um, if I read correctly, um, but mm-hmm. for the Pirates, I mean, first of all, Brian Reynolds is going nowhere. You would have to trade your entire house and everything that you own for him at this point. I mean, they asked for Julio freaking Rodriguez from the Seattle Mariners. Of course, the two AL West hosts probably know a lot more about him than I do. He's um, very good at baseball. Pr- yeah, he's probably he is, be yes. torturing both of your franchises for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I'm happy that we at least have a very solidified player there. Of course, we have a fun Texas product in Key Brian Hayes. Shouts out to his father for being a follower of the podcast as well. Um, but I mean, things are on the rise eventually. Ben Charrington said he's enjoying this rebuild. He has a good track record in Toronto and Boston of doing things correctly and winning a World Series. So I'm just basically patiently waiting to see what he does, see if all this prospect retooling works. And if it does, maybe the Reds will be the 90 loss team in the division and we won't. Plus, you guys have a shortstop that's about nine foot two. 
Well, yeah, of course. O'Neill Cruz, he's like a freaking mammoth. He's six foot seven. There's two players in all of baseball that were six foot seven in history that have ever played a position in other than pitcher, and that is Aaron Judge and O'Neill Cruz. Well, I mean, I like watching O'Neill Cruz, honestly. How, he he how looks tall, like fun. How tall is Ronald Guzman listed? I, I think he's actually six seven. Like, I really do. I stood next to him. I think he's listed at like six five. But there's no way that dude's just 6'5". No, yeah, he is listed at 6'5". But there's a reason his nickname is the Condor. Like his 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 wingspan is like literally Condor. Like I think Condors have like a 12 foot wingspan. That sounds about right for him. And, you know, he stands just so freaking tall. I just want to but, know um, they feed people like that, man. Um, like, what, food what you, like, what and lots of it. <laughs> lots of food. And yeah, probably spinach. Um, even though Popeye wasn't that tall. Maybe maybe it's for like the bulk. Yeah. Spinach is for the bulk, allegedly. Okay. Um, but like you eat too much of it and then you get short like Popeye and you get like the wonky eye. I don't know what happened to him, but like a spinach can't fit. There's a lot of things that Popeye needed. Baseball um, season talk. Gosh, yeah, he needed is, a leg day is what he needed. He really did need a leg day and like a, a whole lot of other things. Um, but we're going to tell you all, all kinds of great stuff that you need right after this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by direct TV stream. Does this sound familiar? We've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Now that lets you stream your favorite TV shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites like together like never before. You can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no more need to buy another device ever again, and the best part is there is no annual contract so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package this episode is also brought to you by betonline.ag it's thanksgiving and we all know what that means football and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting betonline has you covered for all the holiday season more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. BetOnline has all the pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline. We're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. And we are back with the quad pod with the, um, the four gents here to talk about all kinds of fun stuff in this offseason, all kinds of weird stuff that could be done with this offseason. And I, I want to pitch a question around around the horn um, that may be less fun for I, it actually might not be fun for any of us because we're all <laughs> having very low expectations of our franchise and they're spending money. Um, but maybe I can make it instead of a free agent question like I, I was originally planning. Just what what is one thing you would be thankful for your team to do um, this offseason? Just just anything like trading a, a guy for some prospects or, I don't know, writing you a, a apology note for their feelings <laughs> that they've hurt for you this offseason. I don't know. Let, let's start with. With you, Ethan Smith, because the, um, there's a lot that, you know, you, you potentially could be thankful for or could ask of your team. 
Um, first of all, just improve on 2021. Show that you're going to take a steady incline instead of a steady, like, stay right here for three years. Because no team, and like, I'm sure it's happened, but, like, it very rarely happens that you see a team lose 100 games and then go to win 90. So I want to kind of see that steady, like, increase in wins. Like, go from what we had this year to maybe 65 or 70 in 2022 still mediocrity, but you're still at least showing that you're making an increase. Then in 2023, I think which a lot of people in Pittsburgh have like pointed as is that's the year I'm like, hold your horses. Maybe not. Like we're not going to go from 65 wins to 95 wins, just like in the snap of a finger. This isn't 2012 to 2013. Um, but either way, um, realistically what I'd be thankful for, I mean, as I mentioned before we started today, Seiya Suzuki, the big Japanese outfielding free agent, the pirates are reportedly interested in him. I'd love to see them go make a splash at him. I mean, you've seen already they have Yoshi Tsutsugo. Jung Ho Gong was a big player in Pittsburgh. I'm sure Jeff remembers Jung Ho Gong a lot from watching him play against his team in the Reds. He was a very fun player to watch. So, I mean, the pirates have a history with those Japanese players coming over from the NPL phenomenal guys. Gotta love them. Um, but also just add a little bit more veteran pitching, bulk up the bullpen a little bit. So you're not killing your bullpen by February or February. If you're killing your bullpen by February, you're really making a problem. Um, but it, not by like June or July. Uh, just make sure like you're basically bringing in some veteran guys that could teach these young guys how to do things. Uh, progress for Wendy Contreras and O'Neill Cruz and just keep this thing rolling. So I can eventually be happy to be a Pirates fan. Yeah, uh, one thing on your point of teams going from 100 losses to anything good, um, I don't think any team has gone to a winning season after a 100-loss season, except for the Minnesota Twins. They lost 103 games in 2016, then won 85 the next year in 2017. And they did win 100 games um, in 2019, so hundred, basically a 100-point whatever And where are they now? Turnaround. Uh, yeah, uh, confused. They are lost and confused. Sorry, Nash Walker. <laughs> <laughs> it's, he's got Byron Buxton to watch every day. Like I, I'd, yeah. I'd kill cool. for a bad team with someone like Byron Buxton to watch every day. And uh, I was going to say they have Jose Brios, but yeah, not, Ooh, yeah, that's not since oops. not since <laughs> the not since the accident. Um, Jeff, what do you? What would you be thankful for the Cincinnati Reds to do this offseason? So far as front office goes, um, resign Nick Castellanos. No, I'm just kidding. That's probably not going to happen. Um, I'd probably say commit to Hunter Green and Nick Lodello, like for opening day. And partially that has to do with the work that's going to get done on the CBA. I know that that is something that the Players Association has said that they want to push through. Whatever the details look like, the idea that service time manipulation is no longer a viable option for especially small market teams. Big market teams have taken advantage of it too, but... It's something that is annoying. Teams leave their best prospects, best players in AAA for a month or two months or whatever the number is so that they can get that Super 2 status or or avoid it or something. I don't know. I understand it when I read it, but if I haven't read it within like the last week, I, I don't. <laughs> that's like some kind of calculus. I don't I don't understand. But I also want to see him play in Cincinnati. He has had the fastest fastball over the last calendar year in all of baseball he hit 105 i think on the radar gun i know he hit 104 Wait, a times no no not nick liddell oh. hunter, green, hunter green i was about um, to say i'm like i i saw him in college and like he was a tall lanky dude but like he wasn't hitting 105 <laughs> like mike he no. must have put on some weight what a big boy 
<laughs> now, I will say now, Nick Ladella looks like a polished guy with a pretty high floor, at least to start with. So I'm excited to watch him as well. Got the chance to watch him up at our, uh, well, they were low A, now they're high A, Dayton Dragons. Um, but he was fun to watch. But Hunter Green also has an amazing slider, and he's been working on a changeup. So he's kind of a three-pitch guy, maybe two and a half right now. So he could do something for the Reds if they're not going to go out and get another starter to replace Wade Miley. And then on the outfield side of the equation, just replace Nick Castellanos. You don't have to resign him. I get it. He's going to sign for blah, 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 money outside the range of the Reds. But there are guys out there that they could go sign. And while I don't agree that there is a player that is too expensive for any one Major League Baseball franchise, that's what they're trying to tell us. And if they're going to impose these rules on them, we as fans have to understand how they can somehow work within those rules. So, yeah, I, I would be very thankful for them to commit to the guys that are already in their system. There's just a couple of things that need to happen for that to work. Losing the meme ability of Nick Castellanos has got to be devastating. <laughs> like I, I have said on this program, and I will say again, signing Nick Castellanos just for the memes alone like is absolutely worth it especially on a team that like sucks it's like you gotta have something that like brings you joy <laughs> for me it was like basically just a double scorcia towards the back half of this year but if i had nick castellanos hitting bombs and i got to say there's a drive by nick castellanos deep to right field every time he did i would bring a smile to my face and i wouldn't be as miserable watching the rangers lose a lot of games next year um well, and, and he's meant a lot to the fan base too and, and- there was the uh, really cool thing where his son made a T-shirt and Cincy's shirts, like the biggest T-shirt proprietor here in Cincinnati, really bought into it and sold it. And there was a whole bunch of Reds fans that bought it. Rose a bunch of money. Rose ro- raised? Rose? R- yes. Something like that. <laughs> money was had and gotten for foundations. It was awesome. <laughs> Nick Castellanos is awesome. I'd love to see him back, but. Yeah, I understand the reality of it all. Just remember, guys, this is a baseball podcast, not an English and um, you know, a bunch of other stuff podcast. We like the baseballs. Yeah, we like the baseballs. We we do good at words occasionally. Mama said hit the ball to left field. English is a language. Jason, what English words do you want to use to describe things that would make you thankful um, <laughs> the A's doing this winter? I would actually like to start off uh, my time here by offering Jeff Carr, our our boss and, uh, you know, overlord, um, <laughs> the services of Stephen Piscotti. If he would like them, there's an outfielder for you. The A's don't necessarily need him anymore. He's a little bit injury prone. It's fine. I won't tell you about that. I, I whispered that. Um, but would you like, like him? like those kinds of players. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> He's making like $7.5 million. That's within your pay range. And that may mean that the A's could keep somebody that'd be great um but the things that i would be thankful for if it came to fruition this offseason uh off the field uh howard terminal that is where the a's are hoping to build in oakland and uh not not in vegas so that i want them to make a lot of headway towards building a ballpark in oakland that is a number one i don't care what they do on the field i want them to stay in oakland that is my big thing that would uh make me very very happy and very very thankful to be an A's fan, because I have poured a lot of energy into this stupid team, and I'd really like for it to pay off by them staying and me not having to question uh, whether or not I'm still an A's fan. So <laughs> please stay. 
Um, on the field, though, uh, I want them to, if they're going to trade guys, I understand. that That's part of the cycle. I get it. I've been an A's fan for a long time. I understand that they are at that point in the cycle right now. They got guys like Bassett and Manaya who have one year of control left of the upcoming season. So it makes sense for the A's to try and replenish their farm system and, uh, you know, kind of hit reset on some guys. Uh, they also got Frankie Montas and Matt Olson who have two years of control left who have their value is the highest that it's ever been. And so it makes a lot of sense to trade them as well. So if that is what happens, which I'm kind of expecting it to, but maybe not until we see the CBA where uh, a team like the Dodgers uh, could maybe jump in on, on Matt Olson because they now have a DH spot and they could put, you know, Max Muncy over at DH and have a gold glover in Matt Olson play first base instead. Um, maybe that's an option or, you know, you, you open it up to 29 other teams as opposed to 14 and I think that that could help them get a better return. But uh, if that is what they end up doing this offseason, I want them to keep going out and getting interesting people. I want guys that have fastballs. I want guys that are interesting on the mound and just offensively as well. Give me people that are interesting content. Basically, it's a content thing. And also uh, kind of a hoping for the best thing. Uh, they, they went out and traded for Britt Honeywell because the Rays had too many good players. And they were like, yeah, we don't need this guy who was the number 12 ranked prospect as as recently as 2018, we don't need him anymore. He's fine. He, he gets injured too much, uh, even though he was healthy in 2021. Um, keep doing interesting things. That's that's what I want, uh, mostly with players, but also just in general, I guess. Uh, stay in Oakland. Be interesting. That's that's my list. Yeah, those are some great things to be thankful for. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. I have taken the reins back from Bryce Patrick. We have more of that conversation coming for you guys in tomorrow's episode. We're going to be talking a little bit more about the CBA, but because it is Thanksgiving, I did want to speak to you guys myself because I am very, very thankful for everybody that has tuned in to this show over the course of 2021 and also 2020. Uh, it's only been around for a couple of years, but hey, we're building a bit of a following and we've already doubled our, our downloads from last year. Um, and that makes me happy. I know that there wasn't a whole season in 2020, but uh, it, it's still not lost on me that we are building a little bit of a, a, a group here. And that makes me happy that people uh, like what I do. And so thank you so much to everybody who has tuned in throughout the course of the year, everybody that has subscribed to our YouTube page. It really means the world to me, and you guys are so patient. Uh, sometimes I don't stick to my own schedule, and, uh, you know, things happen. And you guys have been supportive and, like, reached out and made sure that I'm okay, and I'm doing fine. Everything's great. Um, yeah, just I wanted to thank you so, so much. Uh, I hope that everybody is having a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, I, I'm trying to make this a a short episode for you guys so you can spend more time with your families. Um, and then we got CBA talk coming for you guys tomorrow. And then on Friday, I'm going to be dropping an episode. Uh, I guess it'll be two episodes just about uh, some of the A's recent signings. So that's what we got coming up for you guys the rest of the week. Uh, but that it, that's really all that we got for you today. Thank you so much for making Locked on A's your first listen 
of the day. Now go make Locked On MLB your second lesson where Sully is probably getting into a bunch of shenanigans over at Locked On MLB. Uh, they are free and available on all platforms. And uh, yeah, just follow us on social media, Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But that's all that I got for you guys today. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And uh, until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland. And I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.